Hello listeners, before you get into the latest PS5 episode, I'm here to let you know that each week you could get this episode and all other episodes ad-free and up to three days early. Not only that, you can also gain access to Patreon-exclusive PlayStation shows that focus on sales numbers, all-time lists, showcase predictions and more. Head over to www.patreon.com forward slash latest PS5 or click the link in the description to join our PlayStation community and show your support. Now, enjoy the show. Incredibly exciting. It's really about as a developer, that's an amazing feeling to have. Good evening, everybody. I'm Kratos. I sound like a weirdo. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. And welcome to episode 120 of the latest PS5. I want you all to know that this is officially the first latest PS5 episode to be recorded in a world where God of War Ragnarok officially exists for the general public. <laughs> there you go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm your host, Sonny Sangera. We've got a lot of news this week. Uh, we're going to talk about Horizon expand expanding its horizons, oh, EA wow. shutting down games, GTA 6 development updates, Last of Us HBO hype, and so much more. Who better to talk that with than my co-host, Mr. Alex Sylvester. How are you doing, Alex? What's up? What's up? All good. All good. Feeling uh very energized and i can't wait to uh finish god of war so i can play god of war if you know what that means <laughs> <laughs> yes ladies and gentlemen people who listen to the show regularly will know alex started this game around a year ago maybe longer actually um yeah gonna, it is longer because it was just after the ps5 launched um no, when they did, and... what, he, was at, he was available on um was it one of those stay play at home games? One of those. No, shows? it was a PlayStation Plus, Plus special thing yeah. that they did. Yeah, yeah, where you got like twenty games when you bought the PlayStation Five. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a lot of news to get through this week. We've got uh, October charts for the whole month in the UK, and we've got your questions as well. But before we get into all that, Alex, over the last seven days, what have you been playing? Well, me and the boy have been going through Valheim to go to Jordheim. And then when is uh, Kratos become a pirate? Isn't it? <laughs> He's a semi pirate. I mean, look at him. I don't know if anyone can see this on a podcast. Anyway, um, but yeah, uh, I've been traveling around uh, with Kratos and his son and a head. Um, you know what that means if you play the game. <laughs> uh, trying to figure out where to spread uh, their mother's ashes. And uh, I think I've just left hell, Hellheim. Everything's funny. It just has Heim at the end, which I've uh, done some bit of research and I realized that Heim means home. So, yeah, mm. hell home. That's nice. North mythology, mate. North yeah, mythology. yeah, yeah. I, I love it, though, man. It's really good. So, he's just got his, uh, his chains of Olympus. Back. I was about to, I was thinking to myself, just saying, how do I ask him that question without <laughs> spoiling it? But, you know, ladies and gentlemen, they drop it as well, man. It was like, oh, sick. His son's down. Now he has to go back old school. Yeah, man. I thought, yeah, that was a nice little touch. Yeah, that was a nice touch. So yeah, man, I'm 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 hyped for the original game, isn't it? I'm 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 pumping retro. <laughs> Mate, any any form of God of War, that's fine. Retro in 2018, you know. But I mean, I remember that scene because if you watch a documentary, uh, Raising Kratos, which is obviously a documentary on Sony Santa Monica, while they're making God of War, that scene where he's bending down to get the chains and Athena 
or Athena's ghost is taunting him. Mm. Christopher Judge actually is crying in that scene as he talks. And he says to get into that mode, to drop that deep and show vulnerability at the same time, he had to think about his own children and the neglect that that career has had on them. And he starts crying, like tears are coming down as he's like, I know. And I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) You can really feel the emotion of it, man. It's like, at first I was just playing the game like, oh, here's a new God of War, great graphics and everything like that. But the story... It's just become ever more compelling, man. And like, yeah, that dynamic uh, between uh, Kratos and his son. Obviously, I mean, obviously, if the game's five, four, five years old, but I think it's great. The only thing that I have now, yeah, I mean, obviously, I haven't played the new one. Is that was a great initiative, you know? What I mean, it was very innovative for the reinvention of Kratos. What's it going to be like a second time around? And will Mate, it- well, I d- listen. I I trust now, listeners. If you want a completely spoiler-free <coughs> review. Uh, in the link of this, uh, in the description of this podcast, sorry, is a link to our spoiler-free review. We sat down with Ben Ward from Next Gen Base, um, who we asked a few questions about God of War. He answered them without spoiling anything to do with the game. Have a listen to that. Um, I've spoken to many people who have finished the game, who, like me, were moved and just 2018 God of War set a new standard for everything and every single and and I've tried to nitpick to balance it out because I honestly have gone into Ragnarok almost blind without seeing any of the newest trailers or videos or anything I haven't watched any of them but I've tried to lower my expectation so I won't be disappointed you know as um, Spider-Man says if you expect disappointment you won't get disappointed right um, well, that's not Spider Man, it's Mary Jane. Yeah, yeah. It's Mary Jane who says that, but Mary Jane. I literally tried to get my expectations lowered by asking people questions, and nobody would say a bad thing about the story because I thought if I'm gonna get ruined somewhere, it's the story, it's the story, and they're like, It's not the story, it's trust me. And I'm like, Oh god, and then I've played it <laughs> for one hour so far, and that first hour just Wow, you know what I mean? Wow, really? like, wow, it's really wow, like, wow, wow. dude. Yeah, it's just, yeah, look, wow, it's just different, words, blowing like, well, like, boom, boom, different boom. tones of okay. wow, mate. Okay, like, okay. I'll okay. tell you straight, the first hour of the game is very linear, very linear because it's trying to teach you everything yeah. and it's trying to connect the first game to this game, you know, in a smart way. But, dude, I thought. Like it, it, it was funny because I said to you, I remember when, obviously when Go, uh, when not the Ghost of Tsushima, when The Last of Us Two came out, I said, yeah, that really set a new level in storytelling. You know, like mm-hmm. if The Last of Us One set a new precedence in storytelling in a video game, The Last of Us Two set a new precedence of emotional <coughs> conveying emotion through these characters in a game. Right, God of War twenty eighteen was doing that anyway. Right. Yeah. This game, I've played it for one hour. That's it, one hour. And it's already showing me more emotion, more... I can read shit so much more off faces and the yeah. way they're talking and the tone, the actors. Because you've got to remember, when the actors did God of War 2018, yes, they worked together, but it was Christopher Judge. It was a young boy, Sonny something. And they've got this relationship now, you know what I mean, coming into this second game. 
And I've only played it for an hour and I can already see where they're going in regards to the father-son dynamic. And I'm like, oh crap, if they go down the way I think they're going to go, not like big plot twist, but just the way that the, the feeling towards each yeah. other. And oh man, it's, it's, it's hard to talk about because I cannot talk about the game without <laughs> spoiling it in any way. But all I'm going to say is if you have the TV to support it, I'm playing it high frame rate on, favor performance with VAR on Alex this game is smooth <laughs> like butter I'm telling you oh my god it's beautiful yeah, yeah. you have to show me some clips man send some and over. without a shadow of a doubt the absolute best snow mechanics I've ever seen better than any game skiing game better than any snowboarding game anything that has snow in it does not play or move the way God of War does. Oh, <laughs> dude, than, uh, Horizon, better. Forbidden, uh, better. Forbidden West, better. really, dude. Visually, better than Horizon Forbidden really? West, and that is saying something. It's you know a... what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I've only played for an hour, Alex, and it's it's even better visually than the Last of Us remake, which is a very linear game wow. focused on nothing but visuals. You know what I mean? And that was a PS5 exclusive. So you say that this is it. This is a, and, and, and this is a, this is a PS4 game. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Running on PS5. Wow. But what I'm saying okay. to you is this, like the, the love put into the PS5 version of this yeah, is yeah. ridiculous. Like, oh, I'm going to tell you something. Okay. There's an area yeah. where you fight, <laughs> An animal. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say what animal. I'm not going to say why. Why you're fighting. So you're fighting the animal amongst trees and there's Ooh. snow everywhere. And the snow yeah. is about, you got to remember, this is um, leading up to Ragnarok, right? Mm -hmm. So the weather's insane. So the snow is up to just under like Kratos's knee. Oh, right. Wow. So it's, it's quite high. Yeah. By the time the boss battle finished, the snow was flat and bumpy and everything uh, it didn't it didn't just do it where i was and then pop back yeah it stayed messed up and then i started messing around yeah, yeah. and i started throwing my axe at the snow yeah, and yeah. it's reacting to the act and oh my god the, the dual sense controller <laughs> oh god i can't even talk about this <laughs> out. No more. Out. No more. all no. i'm gonna say is oh, this my... all i'm gonna say is this mm. the further if you throw the axe at a tree yeah. Two meters away from you, you're gonna hear feel the thump and the dual sense controller. If yeah. you launch your axe yeah. 30 meters down the level and it hits a tree, yeah. the further it is, the less of a hit your pad will oh, take. Nice. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. the longer it takes to come back, the more the pad is gonna to react to that oh, hit so in your hand. It. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's nice. So, like if you're really that's close to it, touches, man. I like that. If you if you if you're really close to the axe, yeah, and you call it back, it just your pad, right? Yeah, yeah. But if you do it from way, way far, and yeah. all, you, all you feel in the pad, and you feel it in the pad, and then when it hits your hand, it hits it harder than the original <laughs> way it did. Yeah, yeah. The attention to I can see in the first hour alone mm. already miles above why this game was metacriting ninety four. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. and why it matches God of War uh, twenty eighteen. So great game. Um, but again, listeners, you want to hear more about God of War without being spoiled. You want to hear about how to play the game from a tech perspective, what the DualSense can do, 3D audio, Platinum Trophy, Progress, all that stuff without it being spoiled. Click the link in the description or just scroll down our episodes feed and you'll find our Last of Us review. <clears throat> but Last of Us, God of War say, review. Wait. I was going to say, what? <laughs> 
But Alex, cool. are you ready for story number one? Because this is going to excite you. All right, then let's do it. Number one. Can you believe it's on number one? We are on number one now. Already? <laughs> Sony has reported. Sony has reportedly teamed up with NCSoft to work on an MMORPG based on the multi-million selling Horizon franchise. That's according to MTN, which reveals that the Horizon MMORPG is being worked on by the same studio behind Lineage and Guild Wars, both of which are MMOs. The project is said to be part of Sony's growing commitment to delivering live service titles. NCSoft is currently recruiting staff for the Horizon MMORPG, which hasn't been officially announced, but they're recruiting for something called Project H in advertisements. Huh. It's not oh. Project Half-Life, I tell you that for starters, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> the company's global communication office didn't have much to share with a translation provided by VGC Reading. It is difficult to confirm information about unpublished projects that are currently under development. We've already heard that Guerrilla Games is reportedly working on a Horizon multiplayer title for PS5 and PC, so this latest development regarding NCSoft could very well be that title. Previously, VGC claimed that the co-op was planned for Horizon Zero Dawn and then Forbidden West, but instead was passed off in order to bring it to a spin-off game or Horizon 3. Meanwhile, it has been reported that Sony is planning a Horizon Zero Dawn remaster for the PlayStation 5. This is not a full-blown remake like The Last of Us. This is more of a reimagining of Zero Dawn, <coughs> utilizing the power of PlayStation 5 to tie in with the launch of the TV show. Alex, but NCSoft. <laughs> no, so, I mean, the way they talk about it is a remake is when you rebuild the game. You use assets, but you're rebuilding the game. Like, The Last of Us remake is like, so you're reusing animations, you're reusing combat, but you're remaking the, the whole models, you're remaking yep. the world. A remaster is you're taking that base game and you're shoving nitrous up its ass and just doing what you can with it, what how it was done, right? So... I can see what, I mean, if you can get Zero Dawn to look like Forbidden West, then great. You know what I mean? That's fine. That's cool. Um, but an MMORPG in the Horizon world. Alex, we have Horizon Zero Dawn. We have Horizon Forbidden West. Mm -hmm. We know we're going to have another Horizon. Uh, we know we're going to have a Horizon TV show. Yeah. We've got Horizon VR game. Mm -hmm. And now we've got Horizon MMORPG potentially coming. Well, Horizon's a new Marvel. How do you say that? Horizonverse. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're just really going in. And that's what I like about Sony. It's like they're really fleshing out all their IPs and like deservedly show. Yeah, we're talking TV. We're talking, obviously, they've got two games to actually build the franchise. And you've got like like this, what do you call it? Multimedia. What's it called? I can't even say the word. I just want to say morph. Morph. <laughs> morph. <laughs> Yeah, MMORPG, yeah. 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 MMORPG, yeah. But I think it's just like a good idea for them to just expand as much as they can and just get as many new um, gamers onto it because obviously not many gamers... I mean, some gamers prefer RPGs where this would be perfect for them, you know? So, mm. And the fact that Sony... And I'll tell you what, if Guerrilla Games is working with NCSoft, then that is a massive get because NCSoft yeah, have NCSoft. big games. You know, they're good at MMORPGs. Yeah, so what's their biggest one? Uh, probably Guild Wars, you know. Uh, Guild Wars is massive, millions of players, as well as um, 
what was the other one? Lineage as well. Uh, massive players as well. They are a big, big company that specialize in um, this sort of genre and this sort of game. So I think what makes me happy, though, is that if NCSoft is working on the game, you've got experts who are working on it, but then at the same time, you don't fully have, um, what do you call it, uh, them working on it's not guerrilla so they can be working on another project as well is what i'm trying to say it's not just it's not just that resources exactly exactly mate yeah i guess i guess but whatever it's like not everyone anyone's really asking for this game you know i mean this is just sony really just trying to cash in in as many different genres and markets as possible so i Mm. guess they take the time make sure that it's actually worth it and like obviously with the uh, tv show coming up and having an mmorpg out there as well as the games being remastered at least it's just keeping it in the top 10 and it's keeping it in the forefront of many mm, And, you know, we go back to what has Sony got. The only things that are now that God of War is out, it's the only official titles that we know that are coming that have been announced is Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine. That's it. There's nothing else from Sony. So I think you're not going to see Horizon 3 until the end of the PS5 generation, probably even until the PlayStation 6 you know, where it launches on both PS5 and PS6. So I think you've got Horizon Call of the Mountain coming out on VR. You've got the TV show. You've got the potential remaster. And then towards the end of the generation, you are looking at this MMORPG as well as Horizon 3. But we speak about studios who are getting the go-ahead to constantly make these games, Alex. Let's talk about a company that is no longer going to be making certain games because EA are doing EA things. The Macallan, in collaboration with Mogwai, the coming together of two celebrated Scottish names to honour the oldest ever single malt whisky from the Macallan. The Reach is an 81-year-old single malt which reflects the Macallan's history, ingenuity and unmistakable strength of character. The brand has collaborated with Mogwai to compose an original song to pay homage to The Reach. Discover more at themacallan.com. Must be 18 or over. Please savour the Macallan responsibly. Visit bedrinkaware.co.uk for the facts. Hello, latest PS5 community. It's Demi, and I'm back with another shameless promo. If you enjoy listening to the latest gaming news each week, then you will absolutely love our YouTube channel. Over there, you will expect to see a variety of videos, such as live reactions, predictions, gameplay, and so much more. Search latest PS5 podcast in YouTube or click the link in the description. Also, while you're at it, help to support our channel by subscribing so you never miss a video. Do it. Right now. Subscribe right now. I'm watching you. I'm going to give you zero seconds to subscribe. Done it? Good. Back to the show. Ha 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 ha. What a transition. (laughs) Anyway, okay, so let's go into the second piece of news now that I'm back online. The founder and CEO of Slightly Mad Studios. Can I just say, I love that title. You know, it's, it's like uh, Supermassive Games. Those are the two titles that I'd love. Um, has uh, lobbed Fresh Mud at Electronics Arts, or EA, after the publishing giant announced plans to cancel Project Cars franchise. Ian Bell, who left the company in October 2021, took to Twitter overnight and didn't pull any punches in his criticism towards EA. Commenting, EA, keeping on being awesome. I said my bit, and I stand by every word as they continue to prove them. Um... 
how are those numbers? Sorry, I mean people with hopes, dreams, and families looking at the bottom of those spreadsheets. Jeez, okay. Uh, EA announced yesterday that it would be shelving the Project Cars franchise after ele evaluating its driving game output going forward. This still leaves a number of key franchises under its belt, including Codemasters Formula One franchise Grid and WRC. Bells previously made his feelings about EA clear during a 2017 interview where he went on to said, say, uh, we had made a game called Need for Speed Shift. We had made a game called Shift 2. And EA came to me and said, two months into Shift 2, can we give you 1.5 million, if you agree, not to talk to any other publishers, to agree any other games, or work on any other arrangements with any other publisher, and we'll give you $1.5 million, and we'll sign Shift 3. So I said, okay, that sounds like a good deal. I took the 1.5 million. I paid the guys loads of bonuses. And two weeks before we were due to start shift three, they canceled it with no warning. They said, we're not doing that anymore. Wow. This just makes EAs look like assholes. You know, obviously they are not the squeakiest company. Obviously we've heard that they've messed up deals with uh, Disney with the Star Wars rights. Uh, you know, so we know that things haven't been going plain sailing. But this... This just looks really shit, man. What are your thoughts? Um, it was... I knew something like this was going to happen. Yeah. And if you go all the way back, many, many... I think it was a year or something when EA purchased Codemasters and they purchased Slightly Mad Studios, I said, get ready to see some games get cut because that's too many IPs from the dra driving scene because outside of Gran Turismo and uh the official games ea had everything right yeah. now project cars is a game that goes up against a set of corsa well, that's a shit game anyway but gran turismo and forza motorsport yeah it's not going to sell well you know what i mean and it's even if it did sell well it's not going to sell gran turismo numbers and at the same time it's not going to sell numbers that the likes of need for speed sell right so we knew this was going to happen. And I think, obviously, Ian Bell is talking here about, you know, uh, EA have already said that they're going to try and move people to other studios and stuff. But, yeah, it's still shitty when you lose, you see an IP go down. But as I mentioned, you know, you still got Formula One. You've still got Grid. You've still got WRC. You've still got Need for Speed. Codemaster still has a lot of games under its belt. Slightly Mad Studios will be working around you know, and supporting Codemasters and the Need for Speed uh, franchise and the Grid and WRC and stuff like that. But yeah, it's always shitty when you see the end of an IP. Project Cars was that third-party real-life racing simulation with great visuals, but no one's going to buy you. Your gap is when Gran Turismo is out for like two or three years and then you got to wait another two or three years. You, you yeah. got to hit that sweet spot for simulation before Gran Turismo comes out because then everyone just plays Gran Turismo, which you see in the charts all the time. You know what I mean? So there you go. It was going to happen, you know, but you said it, it's EA being EA. You know what I mean? <laughs> extra assholes or extra anal. I don't know. We need to find another acronym for it. Extra anal. But, uh, extra anal. <laughs> Is that a request? All right, and so EA, uh, what do you think about it, guys? Let us know in the comments section below. Do you think they were, they were right doing what they did? And like, to be honest, have you paid? Have you actually played a cars, project cars game? Mm, but, uh, say that again. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I know. I have played Project Cars, um, and I only I played it for a few hours, and then I thought it's okay. It's not great, and I said this. I think it's not Gran Turismo. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But Alex, both isn't that great. I mean, he spoke about that they did work on previous Need for Speed games like Shift. So how about we shift from one franchise with cars to another? And that's your baby Grand Theft Auto. (laughs) I read this article in the New York Times about Sinead O'Connor that completely shattered my previously held beliefs. This is the kind of journalism I just didn't expect to really see. Talking about John Coltrane, one of my heroes, and Gustavo Cerati, you know, one of the most iconic rock stars in Latin America. I listened to this episode of The Daily, and I thought it was doing a good job trying to explain the French point of view. It's made me a lot more thoughtful in trying to look at different perspectives. My father, we don't agree, but I often text him articles and we'll discuss it later. The New York Times is my doorway. It's my connection to the world. My name is Marco. I'm Jordan. Vera. Victoire. I've been a subscriber of the New York Times for six years. 21 years. From the time I was a child. The New York Times for me is about the joy of uncovering something new in the world. Find out how the New York Times can fit into your life at nytimes.com slash life. Last of Us, Last of Us, Last of Us, Last of Us. Indeed. Alex loves this one. Uh, Number five, the Last of Us HBO actor Murray Bartlett has heaped praise on the upcoming post-apocalyptic show, stating that a script for the adaption of the Naughty Dog horror game offers one of the best hours of television ever. For those out of the loop, Bartlett will be portraying Frank in The Last of Us, who was a character who presented in the original only off-screen as Bill's partner who committed suicide after becoming infected. So when you get to Bill's town and you're going through, you keep finding notes to Bill, then you get into a house with Bill, you can't miss it, it's story-related, and you find the hanging corpse, and that's Frank, who's left him a note saying, I hate you, Bill, I hate you, you know what I mean? Um, Speaking with Collider, Bartlett had the following to say about the show. The scripts that I had to work with, one particular script is one of the best hours of television I've ever read. It's beautiful. It's beautifully written. There are these zombie creatures in it, but it's tender and it's human. I think it's going to be really special. I haven't seen any of it yet, but I'm really proud of the work we did. And I think it could be really, really wonderful. The Last of Us HBO is officially set to air on January 16th, 2023, with no mid-season breaks, which means it will finish with its finale second week of March. But Alex, more and more people, you know, these actors, you can tell he doesn't know about the game because he calls them these zombie creatures, right? <laughs> but the fact that these actors are coming and just saying, oh, it's we're hearing one week, it's amazing. The other week, oh, it's beautiful. The other week, it's it's, it's hot. It's what we expect, right? It's what we expect. It's what we expect. It's like, yeah, cheers for that, Murray. Uh, thanks for just keeping the hype train going. Uh, but yeah, Neil Druckmann and his team, obviously, they what they're doing. I mean, it could be a novel. I mean, they could actually do books about this shit. I mean, it's like, it's such a well-written game, story, narrative. And I'm looking forward to seeing how they're just going to translate that to... The, uh, the world of HBO. I was, I was, uh, when I read this news story, I was thinking about it when he said beautiful moment, uh, beautiful, it's beautifully written. It got me thinking. When you think about The Last of Us and then The Last of Us Part Two, you'll know this. It's so <coughs> nice to be able to talk to you about a PlayStation game and you actually fucking know what I'm talking about because you finished it. Right. Um, but you know, the bits, in, I thought to myself, I was like, shit, how are they going to get this to the TV show? You know, the bits in the game where. 
there's just reflection or she's playing a guitar or something or like there's a silent scene between Joel and Ellie or they're thinking and then the the, the solo guitar comes you know the last of us thing but they but the, it changes pace right and it's really slow singular notes yeah. at a time like you think about the last of us part two where she finds the music shop and she finds the guitar yeah, and she yeah. sits in the music shop and she just starts playing. You know what I mean? And you're like, oh, nice shit. Yeah, they didn't even have to do that. But yeah, it was it was cool. And it all just makes sense. And, and the thing is, yeah, exactly. You didn't need yeah. to go in that music shop for the yeah, story. Yeah. It was just a hidden little bit in there. And that's what yeah, makes yeah. these PlayStation games great. You always get these hidden gems just lying around. Like in God of War, you could finish that game and not realize you fight a fucking dragon in it. But it's a side mission. So it's just like, why? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. like... I'm trying not don't talk about God of War Sunday because I, I just want to finish this podcast oh, and go I, to I, it. I right now, man. Yo. <laughs> oh, but, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, again, I mean, obviously, we, we touch on uh, Last of Us, the HBO. We can't wait uh, till next year, January the 16th. Just feels like a million miles away, but hopefully, God of War will just pass the time. <laughs> All right, number six, mate. We're going to go from obviously the Last of Us TV show to PlayStation Plus, and you've got our November update for you, haven't you? I do indeed. Sony Interactive Entertainment has announced a full lineup of PS Plus Extra and PS Plus Premium free games for November 22. So get your pen and pad or notepad on your phone ready and take some notes of this. Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim Special Edition coming on both PS4 and 5. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six, both consoles, Kingdom of Hearts HD 1.5 and 2.5 Remix. I mean, that's a load of remixes. Uh, we're also adding uh, uh, 2.8, the final chapter prologue, and Kingdom of Hearts 3. Uh, and to top it all off, they have Melody of Memory. So all you Kingdom of Hearts fans are going to enjoy that. Oddworld Soulstorm Enhanced Edition on both consoles, or both, sorry, both platforms. Um, Tom Clancy's Division 2, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, uh, also going to be there. Chorus, uh, what remains of Edith Finch? The Garden Queen. Is that good? Great What's game. Was it? It's a first-person, just story, narrative-driven game. No combat. Okay, cool. Yeah, check it out. The Gardens Between, um, Earth Defense Force, World Brothers, and Iron Rain is also coming out. And finally, we have One Chanbara Origin, which is going to be on the PS4. So all the games that I mentioned will be on the PS4, and you'll find the ones which are going to be in the PS5. But yes, we've also got some premium classics coming out as well. The Ratchet and Clank, what do you call it? Anthology uh, is also going to be up there uh, for the PS3 anyway. Uh, so we've got Ratchet and Clank, the original. We've got part two, Going Commando. We've got part three, Up Your Arsenal. <laughs> you got to love Insomniac, right? <laughs> Great, really imaginative. Uh, and then they kind of lost it with Deadlocked. And then uh, Ratchet and Clank Future Tools of Destruction. So obviously they were just going a bit too X-rated and they just thought they had to brain it in somehow. Uh, but yeah, those are the games that you can get on both PlayStation Plus Premium Classics and um, PlayStation PS Plus Extra. So uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, obviously those Ratchet games, they're the PS3 version, so you can only stream them on the PlayStation 5, but they're not really... Too bad. It's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say yeah. it's not gonna be as taxing as most storm, so it should yeah. be loaded pretty fine and pretty easy. But that's the only that's thing a lot of value, Alex, in your membership there. I mean, what yeah. remains of Edith Finch, great game, chorus, a game I've always wanted to look at. You got pretty much every Kingdom Hearts coming out your ass yeah. available as well. Elder Scrolls, Skyrim, 
You know what I mean? So yeah, a lot of a lot of games on that front, um, which is great. But speaking of a lot of games, Alex, let's head over to Demi, who's not going to give us last week's chart. She's going to give us all of October, right? Now we spoke about it. Would Call of Duty chart in the full month of October at number one or wherever when it was only available for like three days? Let's find out. For the October charts, let's head over to Demi. Oh, it's time for the UK sales charts. Now, I'm strapping in for this one, folks, because we have 20 to get through this week. We're going to be breaking down the sales charts for physical and digital games throughout October. 2.83 million games were sold in the UK last month, up 11.2% over the year before. And according to GSD data, 1.75 million of those games were sold via digital download stores, which is a rise of nearly 36 percent year on year interesting okay are you buckled in all right let's go at number 20 we have pokemon legends arceus with dragon ball the breakers at number 19 at number 18 is f122 with horizon forbidden west at number 17 at number 16 is minecraft with bayonetta 3 at number 15 at number 14 is persona 5 royal and fallout 4 is at 13 at number 12 is lego star wars the skywalker with nintendo switch sports at number 11 at number 10 is NBA 2K23 with Splatoon 3 at number 9. At number 8 is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe with PGA Tour 2K23 at number 7. At number 6 is Red Dead Redemption 2. With number 5 is Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope. At number four is Grand Theft Auto V and Gotham Knights manages number three in the charts. The title sales over two weeks are very slightly ahead of what last year's Guardians of the Galaxy managed over the same period. At number two is FIFA 23, which enjoyed a better October than FIFA 22 managed last year with sales up nearly 6%. At number one is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Modern Warfare 2's opening week sales are almost 92% higher than what Vanguard managed. 57 of those sales come on PlayStation formats, 42% on PS5, with nearly 33% on the Xbox platforms and nearly 11% on PC. Console hardware sales dipped very slightly in the UK in October compared with the month before. Just under 175,000 units were sold last month, which is a drop of 1%. Sony's PS5 console very, very narrowly remained in the number one platform, with sales of the Xbox Series X and S family of consoles just behind it. Over in the land of accessories and peripherals, six... <laughs> <laughs> 669 I'm so immature 669,029 add-on products were sold in the UK during October this is a drop of 9% month on month and down 7.5% year on year and as always the PS5 DualSense controller was number one welcome aboard this Air France podcast message Air France and its crew invite you to discover its business class cabin, where you can enjoy a full flat bed. For even more comfort, 
an ultra-soft duvet and pillow are at your disposal. Air France wishes you a pleasant podcast. Elegance is a journey. Air France. Book your business class tickets now at airfrance.co.uk. And we're back, Alex. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West stays in there. But I want to talk to you. Uh, we're going to get to Grand Theft Auto, but I want to talk no. to you about Red Dead Redemption too no. for a second. <laughs> We talk about sales figures for story games. Red Dead Redemption 2, Alex, four, Rockstar has 46 million copies sold of this one Red Dead game. Red wow. Dead Redemption 2, that is insane. You know what I mean? And I'll tell you straight, it is a stunning game. Absolutely stunning. One of the best ever made. But yeah. 46, sitting at number six, it's been out for a long time. But to be in the October UK charts at number six, people like that game. People do like that game. I mean, when, when was it released? Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, years ago, and it's like we're talking like three, four years ago. Three, four years ago, okay. And I guess we got like Mario Kart Eight, which was also released about three, four years ago. <laughs> so uh, uh, that came at the beginning there. of the Wii, mate. Yeah, that yeah, came yeah. at the beginning of the Wii. <laughs> exactly. You know, you're talking about retro games. I want you to know. I want you to know that Mario Kart Eight Deluxe is older than all of my children. And Alex's children. That's how old that game is. You know what I mean? Nintendo don't give you in numbers. And Nintendo you know don't give you new games. They just give you rehashes. You know what I mean? I we talk about Sony. We take the piss out of Sony with the Last of Us remake or the Horizon remastered. What the fuck? Do you, with the exception of Breath of the Wild, what the fuck do you think every Nintendo game is? It's a rehash, a remaster, a remake. A rehash, That's what it is. They get better and better. And they just every Mario game is a remake of Sunshine. Right, and oh, every it. Mario game is every <laughs> Mario game is a remake of Mario sixty four. Come on, but edit, yeah, but, but I can't be but Alex number four GTA. No, exactly, that's what I was gonna say. I can't be a hypocrite. Mario Kart eight has been out for ages, but not as long as Grand Theft Motherfucking Auto five. People out there with ears, eyes, and anything. One hundred seventy can... million units <laughs> lifetime. Stop! Just stop buying this game. Just stop it. <laughs> Otherwise, we will never get a release date. <laughs> for GTA 6 like Rockstar's already selling us that it's going to be delayed or it's not going to affect delay but they haven't actually said any date they haven't given us anything to go by and they won't if you keep buying this game so please vote for me <laughs> mm, it's fallen out of the top 10 finally Alex for the month Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga but COD did it three days of the month it was available and it charted at number one for October <laughs> well, a lot of people love COD you know. And I think, and I think, I think, I'm, I think I'm confident in saying, oh, actually, I don't know because the World Cup starts and FIFA's got the patch show. I'm gonna call it now, despite God of War coming out and with the FIFA World Cup patch, COD will remain number one through November as well. The only thing that's gonna switch that is if FIFA goes into like a promotion when the World Cup starts, because obviously it has that big World Cup patch. Then you're gonna be like, okay, FIFA's gonna go to number one. FIFA will go to number one. It has to. I mean, this is like the this one song in it for the franchise. And I think your top three, you are looking at call it. Uh, it'll be FIFA or COD that will fight for number one and two, and then you'll see God of War at number three for the. But I am curious that. Um, well, I'm fascinated that God of Gotham Knights actually made it into the top three. You know, I didn't realize that game was so popular. So, um, yeah, mate, 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 I will tell you now, that fucker will not be in the top ten in November. <laughs> Straight away, I don't even think it will be in the top fifteen. It'll probably be sitting at like eighteen, nineteen, or twenty or something. You know not what I mean? <laughs> it'll scrape in unless it goes into a massive price promotion on that one. Um, but Demi, thank you very much for the charts. But what is quickly turning out to be one of the most popular segments of the show and it was when we were doing it back in the day and that's when we recommend a game for you 
each and every week. A game that's not a big AAA title like God of War or anything like that. It's a game that's flying under the radar and just something for you guys to look at completely unpaid. It's something that um, Demi looks for, picks something that she's hyped for and she wants to talk about it. Last week was I I was a teenage exo-colonist. This week, let's take it back over to Demi, who has her game for us. Another week, another game recommendation. Now, this one has a release date that is still yet to be confirmed for PS5 and PS4, but this one looks very, very promising. I'm very excited. It is called Open Roads, the latest title from Fulbright, and it is best described as an upcoming mystery thriller video game. It follows a mother and daughter who set out on a road trip adventure to discover a series of abandoned family properties to discover a mystery and secrets about their own own kin long buried. Like previous Fulbright games, there is a big emphasis on interactive narrative as the game utilises a unique and engaging interactive dialogue system that moves the narrative along, exposing character flaws, secrets and buried truths. With Gone Home set in a single family home and Tacoma in a space station, this time we'll be exploring multiple destinations and chilling in the car en route between each location. The lead character are played by Kerry Russell from Dark Skies and the Americans and Caitlin Dever from Unbelievable and Dope Sick. Just a little trivia for you, Caitlin Dever is no stranger to video games. She was many people's favourite to play Ellie in The Last of Us TV show and she also played Cassie Drake in Uncharted. Another exciting one to keep your eyes on. Again, the release date is still yet to be confirmed, but it should be coming out later this year for PS5 and PS4. The graphics in this look stunning as well. I love it when these sort of thriller games have an almost cartoon-like aesthetic. We will have the trailer in the description for you to check out, as always. Well, she switched from her horror game. She went two weeks. I was like, this is turning into a horror segment, you know, but maybe she was just tying that into Halloween and stuff. But obviously with last week's game and this week's game, we've got no horror in sight unless the review scores bomb the game. Then that's a horror in itself. But uh, we'll move on to letters now from our listeners. So once again, back over to you, Demi. It's letter time. As always, if you do have a question for us, you can always contact us via the links in the description. First up, we have Jim from Scottsdale, Arizona, and he has a problem, guys. He says, good evening, my trio of international podcasters. I've got a real problem over here. I finally upgraded my living room gaming set and suddenly I cannot get comfortable. I never feel like I'm quite on eye level with the new big ass TV. If I lean back into my couch, I don't feel alert enough to line up shots in modern warfare if i sit a full 90 degrees in my computer chair i can't get immersed and wind up irritable maybe i'm just getting old maybe my eyes are just getting worse but i'm really struggling here a ridiculous complaint to be sure but i'm wondering how you guys get into the zone these days how do you settle into a saturday afternoon and tap into the nostalgic half of your brain with the latest technology thank you guys for keeping my passion aflame and demi thank you for introducing me to outlast Oh, Jim from Scottsdale, Arizona, you are welcome. I'm glad you enjoy it. Alex, I feel like this is a question we ask ourselves every year, you know, as the age keeps trickling on, you know, in our uh, young 20s, let's say. We'll call ourselves young 20s, all right? But um, how do you get into the danger zone, as Jim asks, from Scottsdale, Arizona? How do you get into the zone? How do you get comfortable? I'm going to drop a line from um, the Marvel cinematic universe 
And this one comes from Hope. I'm always angry. I'm always in the zone. <laughs> yeah, I never left. I've always been in the zone, like from day one. Obviously, Sonny can attest to this from the amount of plethora of ass whoopings that he has man, had man, over the years. Man, man. <laughs> I can do it in my sleep. I can do it when I wake up in the morning. I don't even need a coffee. But uh, but yeah, the zone is just something that you just you just feel. Yeah, and it seems like um, I'll make Jim. He's being a little bit too clinical when he's playing uh, card. So, yeah, whether he's 90 degrees or slumping in the couch, basically, you just need to get better at playing games because it seems like no matter how you sit, you're getting your ass whooped, boy. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, definitely get practice. Put it on easy mode. Yeah, you probably play it on the uh, the Xbox probably. For them. Now, put it on easy mode. Just get better. And then you will find your zone. And when you get into your zone, it won't matter how you sit. It don't matter if you're 90 degrees, slouching, or even hovering up your motherfucking chair. You'll be kicking ass, yeah? So just get better at the game. Focus on that chair, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can see what he says when you get the new TV. I remember when I got this new TV, I was like, how do I get comfortable? Like, how do I get it? It's different to the old one. Like, I need to get it right. You'll find it. It'll come naturally. Like, for me, I can lie down in any position. So I want you to think, right? I can lie on my back with my head on the couch with my head turned probably 15 degrees looking at the TV and I'm playing. I can lie on my stomach like facing the TV playing it. But what I like to do is move the table and then move the couch so it's in line with the TV. So I'm about two meters away from this big fucking screen and I'm just getting eye raped. That's it. And I like to just get deeper and wow. deeper and I'm falling in my chair as I say deeper and deeper into the couch as I'm playing till it swallows me whole and on a on a lighter point the only zone Alex is in in Tekken is the A and E zone um but Demi that's the end of that one let's move on to the next question before Alex chats some more shit next up is Cara from New York they say hey DSA Demi Sonny and Alex I love that DSA it's got a bit of a ring to it don't you think <laughs> ladies first yes Cara absolutely am I the only one who laments that we don't have Kevin Butler anymore I think of those ads every so often and I miss that sort of PlayStation these days it seems that organization is more station and less play Cara, I'm with you. You know, uh, I don't think Sony's had better advertising ever than those Kevin Butler ads. You know, the fact that he came out on stage at E3, gave this rousing nerd game speech and even took the piss out of the Kinect by going pew, 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 pointing fingers like a gun. It was hilarious. But I want to say, I, I agree. It is Sony is more station and less play. I like that. Very nuanced. I like that line. Very poignant. But if you've seen the God of War ads lately with Ben Stiller, LeBron James, and John Travolta, this is your biggest IP that you want to go crazy on. And Sony took the piss with that advert, and it was hilarious. That reminded me of PS3 Sony, you know what I mean? Of taking the piss with their adverts. And it was so funny. And they've just released a follow-up after launch where LeBron James is dressed as Kratos. And <laughs> he's talking. Yeah, yeah. It's so yeah. funny. He's sitting there. <laughs> And he's got the and he's talking about how he's gonna take the axe on court to away games and he's gonna how 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 cool he's gonna look while he's dunking with the axe in his hand and shit. And his son's just looking at him like, Yeah, it is kind of fly though, right? And he's got this big furry coat on. He's like, Yeah, I wanna wear this my new uniform. Like it's so funny. But um yeah, I, I can see what Kara's coming from. I mean, Sony have ample ammunition to go at, but 
Jim Ryan's head of the table, man, and he's all about money, 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 business, business, business. Jim Ryan is the most Nintendo president you can get outside of Nintendo. You know what I mean? When it comes to money, he could go to Nintendo and fit in. And you do not fit in unless you've got the mind of money and finances and stuff. So I can see why they dropped all that humor. But look at the God of War advert. It was hilarious. It was funny. It was a reminder of what PlayStation used to be like when they just shot the breeze and took the shit. Do you remember Kevin Butler, Alex? No, I don't remember. But then again, I think I may have seen a few videos in the background. But um, but yeah, I think that was from an era, though, when they were going against... Well, they were trying to make ground, weren't they? That was like the PS3 era, right? They were neck and neck with 360. I think they they only fell behind. They only finished behind 360 in America. They won every other um continent, and they finished worldwide higher. But it was much closer between the two, and it was a good time to be a gamer. Yeah, initially, PlayStation had a lot of ground to make because Xbox was ahead, right? So, like, yeah, yeah so this was this was a great opportunity to just poke fun at the uh the, well the the current the current best selling console at the time, which was the Xbox 360, which obviously slowly got taken over by PS. Uh, free and then that was it really the rest is history and i think what it proves is that sony just need like a a good they need good competition you know i mean that they're only using their real imagination you know in terms of like taking a make little low blow shots you know just poking fun at them when you know they were on the ropes you know more or less or potentially on the ropes um so i think at this point in time because microsoft's kind of screwed skewed into a different direction it's like we don't really have that kind of competitive i'll tell you what I absolutely love that Phil Spencer had that interview the other week and we spoke about it. And he actually says, yeah, it's been a long time since we've released a AAA title. I was like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. You know what I mean? I was like, if this was the days of Sean Layden as president and Kevin Butler was around, there would have been an advert about that. You know know what I mean? It was hilarious. But that's it. I mean, now it's like, yeah, it's changed, isn't it? It's not like just, I mean, obviously, like you mentioned about the Kratos advert, which is absolutely hilarious. But in terms of like those shots, they're kind of more corporate shots now. You know what I mean? We see them mm. on feeds or maybe just interviews here and there. So we're not really getting like a full blown commercial. But who knows? Hopefully the uh, the competition speeds up when Microsoft ends up taking over COD <laughs> and Sony's going to be potentially on the ropes. <laughs> they're going to need to it's come crazy. up. Crazy. But there. I tell you what, you talk about competition there. Can I just say that today has been a beautiful day for video games, man? Because I woke up in the morning and on social media, there was just videos from Mumbai, from Australia, from New Zealand, from London, from Spain, Germany, of queues outside stores for God of War. And it was stunning to see because it's been, I feel like it's been not since COVID, you know what I mean? That we've had queues outside stores for like a game, for a video game. And it wasn't just for a FIFA or a Call of Duty, you know, it was for a story game for God of War. And then at the same time today, I went into Birmingham City Centre to pick up some of the God of War, the God of War controller and the game. And um, so game here, there's a a big sports direct, which is like four floors, um, you know, and they're really, really big, the floors. Think like a really big department store and game is at the top. Luckily, I know people within games, so I can just queue jump, right? So I text him, I said, I'm here. He said, just come straight up. I was like, I was going to anyway. He was like, no, you'll see. Just come straight up. I was like, okay. As I got to the second floor, that's where the queue began. Really? So from the second floor, I'm walking up these long spiral stairs. This is a department store set of stores uh, stairs as well. The queue starts in the second, 
spirals up the stairs, spirals round up to the third floor, spiraling round onto the third floor, spiraling around onto the fourth floor, into the outside of the game area. Well, I was like, damn. And this was at half past 10. And I spoke to the guy. I spoke to the guy and I was like, oh, how's how's things going? They'd already sold out of the PlayStation 5 bundle. Yeah. He, I was like, oh, bloody hell, man! You must have only had like what, what eight or nine, and he goes, "Oh no, we had thirty-five consoles <laughs> delivered of the God of War bundle for one okay. store, and they had already sold it, and they were already almost sold out of the PS5 version of God of War." I was like, "What are you going to do when you sell out?" He goes, "We've already got some coming from another store because <laughs> the, we just didn't get enough to fill demand." And I was just like, "That's what I like to hear, man! Old school video games." But then at the same time, when you go on social media, you've not only got all of Sony's first party game. Because what Sony do is when a first party studio releases a game, all the other studios will create one piece of artwork that links to that launched game. So when uh, The Last of Us Part 2 came out, for example, Ghost of Tsushima would have artwork of Jin playing a Japanese instrument and Ellie's next to him playing the guitar. You know what I mean? Or they do something funny and like you had Naughty Dog where they're all on a snow sleigh and Kratos and Drake and everyone are all on there. And it's just jokes. So it wasn't only the Sony first party studios that were congratulating Sony Santa Monica. You had third party companies. You had the Hitman three handle do artwork with agent 47, who's bold, but he had the Kratos red mark on his face and they were like, well done on a great game. <laughs> you even had Phil Spencer himself tweet uh, congratulations to Sony Santa Monica and that he can't wait to play the game. You had so many. Th- and I was just like, you know what? When a great game comes out, the industry stops. Like when Elden Ring came out, the industry stopped. You know what I mean? To congratulate from software on such a great game. You know what I mean? Yeah. When Cyberpunk came out, the industry stopped to laugh at CD Projekt Red. You know, <laughs> I'm joking on that one. But like, you only see this with a small handful of games. This sort of reaction to a game only comes to a select few. You know, we're talking from a PlayStation standpoint, you're looking at God of War and you're looking at The Last of Us. You know, from a Nintendo standpoint, you're looking at Zelda and a mainline Mario game. You know what I mean? <coughs> and I'm trying to think if there's anything. Maybe the original Halo, Halo 2 and Halo 3 got it. You know, that where the industry kind of stopped to congratulate because the Halo games were really good then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and then Half-Life and GTA probably, that's it. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, it's been a great day for video games and just seeing the marketing for God of War everywhere, man. It looks stunning. Seeing it on the New York tubes oh. and all that stuff, man. It looked mad. KFC. Yep. And if you haven't seen it, ladies and gentlemen, uh, there's a train station with a massive billboard with God of War next to it. And the billboard next to it is a KFC billboard with an arrow pointing towards God of War saying, this is why you need deliveries. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was just like, perfect. Absolutely perfect. What advertising. And KFC themselves put it on all their socials and stuff. Saying, That's what you call timing. That's what you call timing. But I think it's just great to see, like, you know, it's just one of those rare occasions where gamers get together. And, and it's so funny because I've barely seen any Xbox fanboys chatting bollocks. I think they all just realize that, yeah, I think I need to shut up because Phil Spencer likes the game and he's talking good about it. So we can't <laughs> brag about anything because then they'll just throw Phil back at us, right? So yeah. It's just been weird to see a game come out that hasn't had that 50-50 of flare-up between... You know, it will get it. 
probably tomorrow and from then on and stuff like that. But it's just kind of nice to see a day of just, you know, well done well, in the they industry. they haven't got any first party games to even chat about or even compete with it. So they have to stay quiet. <laughs> it's like tumbleweeds, you know, I hear crickets. Um, but yeah, man. Um, I'm yeah. I think that KFC ad was just hilarious, absolutely hilarious. And this is when people start getting it right. Hopefully, there's a lot more of those around. You know what I mean? So people can actually get the message. But um, yeah, this is what you eat. And I'm sure I can almost guarantee that so many people are going to be like calling sick over the next forty-eight to seventy-two hours. Yeah, there's going to be a drop in productivity definitely this week. Uh, because yeah, it's all about God of War, and everyone's going to have the God of War flu or whatever they want to call it. Yeah, mm. I got GOW, man. I mean, yeah, it's hard, man. I can't even. They call it the Kratonitis. Kratonitis. Yeah. You know, there's no cure. For it. I'm just gonna go for it. You know what I mean? From the beginning to the end, that's it. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, listeners, that is the end of the show. I want you to know that um, me and Alex have recorded through illnesses or you know work schedules. We've tried to get through whether it be both of us or one of us. But today was the hardest episode because I'm fucking recorded this. And did I mention at the top of the show I'm only one hour into Ragnarok and I had to stop to record this. Oh, <laughs> so I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to claim my TV back in the living yeah, room now. I'm going to sit, sit one meter away, okay. take a screenshot, and send it to Alex so you can see what it looks like. Yeah, I want to. I want to. I want to see that quality, man. Yeah, send me in 4K, man. I want to see what we really? do. It looks stunning, man. It looks stunning. But listeners, thank you very much for listening to the show this week. Woo. And as Demi mentioned as well, if you have any questions, you can send them into the latestps5 at gmail.com or you can tweet us as well. Or she says all that stuff, so I'm going to leave it to that. Alex, have you got any final comments this week? Yeah, uh, hit us up. Let us know what you thought about any of the articles that we went through today. Horizon, Expanding Horizons, EA shutting down, GA6 development update or The Last of Us. Are you on the Last Last of Us hype train like we are? Because that, ga- that game that game was amazing. The show's going to be absolutely phenomenal. Um, but yeah, until until then, I'm gonna I'm gonna be getting craterditis. <laughs> I'm sorry, I think it's coming down quick, man. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go. There you go, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. Why are you still listening to us? Go and play God of War Ragnarok. Get that <laughs> platinum trophy. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>